Hi, my name is Bridget. Hi, my name is Adam. And, and we've, we've never, never seen Child's Play. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Find All Watch It. My name is Johnny. As you heard from the top, I'm joined by Adam and Bridget. And this month, we're going to check out a couple of spooky films, but there are a few non-spooky films we're going to be checking out, so we figured we would sneak a few in. But this week, we're checking out Child's Play, 1988. What's the last horror movie we, we watched on this channel? It was... Uh, Black Christmas. Black Christmas, yeah. Which was <laughs> like... Annette. Uh, yeah, that's scary for a different reason. Yeah, right. Well, we're going to get into a little more of some marionette action in this one. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, and that was like the third episode that we had um, on the entire show. Pretty close to it, I think. Well, that was the last Christmas episode that we did, and we started the, like a week before Thanksgiving, so we, we had a few under our belt by then. But if you missed Black Christmas, definitely check it out. Yeah, that's a, that was a, lot, a really, really fun episode. Yeah. So it's good to be revisiting this genre again. I am a huge fan of this genre. I don't know about you guys. What is your sort of relationship with uh, horror movies? Um, I really liked Black Christmas. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I couldn't call myself a horror fan, though I do like a lot of what I see. I just don't generally seek it out. I'm a huge fan of your more slow burn stuff like The Omen exorcist more psychological more psychological yeah. midsommar the shining uh i like that horror as a genre allows you to to poke at sort of more taboo parts of the culture and you know try to dig into the cultural psyche um but i'm not the kind of person who whenever a horror movie comes out oh i gotta go see it like Candyman or Malignant. Yeah, it arguably has a reputation at this point for being more of a miss than a hit when you go to sort of seek one of these out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think at least these days, it's very hard to find ones that are good. Even though there are some good contemporary ones as of late, you know, you got Hereditary and Midsommar. Uh, I was just telling you guys about uh, Malignant that I really enjoyed. But beyond that, I think the heyday of horror is long gone for sure. Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do with the more recent ones are more about your jump scares. So I feel like the the paranormal activities of the world really took prominence in like the mid-2010s. And everything then just became jump scare, jump scare, boo, I'm right here, I'm a ghost, right in front of your face. Or gore porn. I mean, you had like yeah. Hostel, Saw. So, yeah. So those, you know, they're, I feel like they're a different genre than this. This, I mean, granted, I haven't seen Child's yeah. Play, as I mentioned, but... I would probably think of this more in the Halloween's Nightmare on Elm Street style of movie, where it is more of a slow burn, which I do prefer that over the jump scares, because the jump scares, it feels cheap. And I like I know horror fans typically hate them because it's like, oh, that's not scary. And they're right. It's just like, all right, I'm sitting here not enjoying a movie. And then boom, a thing pops up in front of my face and makes a loud noise. Like, of course, I'm going to jump. I'm not yeah. scared by the thing, but I'm annoyed that you're using these every two minute things to cover up your bad plot your bad story your bad acting yeah and people smart enough they've seen the trope used so much that they can just telegraph every time it's going to happen oh, whether sure. it's for real or just a cat behind the window or whatever you know what i mean yeah so 
Yeah, so I don't seek out horror almost ever. Most of the horror movies that I have seen, and I know I sent you guys a list earlier that had like a bunch of seminal ones on there that I hadn't seen. But most of the time, it's just because I'm somewhere hanging out with friends and they want to watch it. And I don't want to seem like a baby and be like, no, I don't want to. I'm scared. Um, so I, I, I toughen up, man up, and yeah, yeah. and watch Halloween or whatever. <laughs> now, Bridget, is that one of the things for you? Is that you're a little squeamish when it comes to some of that stuff? You I, did seek out more of the slow burn, the Rosemary Baby, some of those. Yeah, I can be squeamish. Um, you know, it's easier now that I have a husband who I know. Like for most nights, I have someone with me, but I do, I do have you know lingering feelings of you know watching something that i wasn't ready for like when you're a kid and then all night all you can think about is that thing right i still have a little bit of that as a 30 year old lady (laughs) so that's that's part of it too now that i think about it though you know i've really enjoyed a lot of like tv horror anthologies that have come out uh we were talking a little bit off mic about Haunting of Hill House. Um, I watched a lot of American Horror Story in the early days. But yeah, I am a bit of a fraidy cat. (laughs) This is... I know that you and Zach in particular have have a a horror connection. Not only that, we have a very long history with this movie, particularly a family history. Mm -hmm. Um, So very early on when we were all kids, Zach decided it was a smart move. He, we, me and him had already been watching some of these like slasher movies, but mm-hmm. our cousin, who was infinitely younger than we were, was shown Child's Play by Zach, and it like tore the family apart because <laughs> it it was like the biggest family <laughs> drama that we've had. <laughs> Basically, oh. yeah, like he was shuddered from like like hey, seeing her, and the parents were livid at the other parents, and oh my yeah, it was God. it was a big thing for a while because she literally was just having nightmares and like psychological trauma for a little while. Yeah. I, mean, I think she was like four when she saw it. And I can't imagine, like, I, obviously you guys are upstanding fine gentlemen now, but I can't imagine nine and ten-year-old Zach and Johnny being all that comforting in the moment of, like, you put on this scary thing and it's fun watching your little cousin scream, I would assume. Well, for me, I wasn't there when he showed it to her. Oh. Like, oh. I think I think You're I cool. may have been like, I don't know if this is the greatest idea. Yeah. He I, he may have been too intimidating for me at the time, believe it or not. Um, so I <laughs> – that I was like, I'm not going to say anything because he's just going to say something. And Zach, I'm sorry if you're listening to this. I'm sure you never will. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a big thing for us, uh, that sort of little bit. Yeah, I think that in particular with this movie, with the first thing that it did, it invites sort of like a cutesy vibe to horror movies. I think this was during the time where a lot of filmmakers or horror filmmakers were doing, oh, let's make little things scary, like gremlins and critters and this, and there's one called ghoulies, and there's it, the list goes on and on, but yeah. um, little things, unsuspecting things that are terrifying. Yeah, because like the 70s was all about, like those horror movies were all about serial killers and people, and, you know, Freddy's a person, but he, obviously there's a weird mysticism to it but it's all about people with knives and chainsaws or whatever like no right like like grown up six foot tall things chasing you with sharp things yeah and then this is the antithesis of that is you know it's like technology we're like we got to make everything bigger all right now let's make everything smaller yeah and then we'll make it bigger again this is the nokia of uh (laughs) (laughs) this is the razor yeah exactly (laughs) of horror movies 
But yeah, I'm a, I I owed a lot of Zach. But yeah, I really enjoy horror movies. It's it's like it's definitely like a morbid curiosity type of thing. It's a I don't like I enjoy being like I I almost enjoy a lot of the filmmaking of it, like how they how they the spook people properly with camera moves and sounds and the practical effects. I know these days they're doing a lot of digital stuff, which is kind of sad. But like this is a great showcase for what can be done on a really low budget and be really effective with just what they were able to do with. Uh, the animatronics and some of the makeup and stuff they do in this movie. But what what is what do you guys know about Child's Play? What do you guys know about Chucky? I know that eventually he gets a wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he I has does. a child, maybe eventually. Um, I know that Brad Dwarf is the that, yeah Brad Dwarf yeah is is Chucky. That's about it. That's it. And he he is a doll, a doll man. Okay, a doll man. <laughs> um, so I know, obviously, Chucky is, yep. the, is the doll. I believe that it's. I don't. Know, I, I guess I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it for Bridget since you didn't mention it. But I know the mechanism in which Chucky exists, like how this murder doll comes to be. I yep. know that part of it, um, and what I don't know if they show the set up for it in the movie or not or if it's just like a backstory um, but i do know how the doll comes to be a murderer he does get married to jennifer tilly at some point and i think she also then becomes a doll too in one of the many 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 sequels yeah so i mean without saying too much this was a movie that is more built in sort of horror psychological roots than it is where it gets very campy mm-hmm. in its later uh iterations so i think i enjoy this one i've seen most of them i, I know a few came out in the last few years like curse of chucky or some i don't know but i do i have seen the ones you're talking about the seed of chucky the bride of chucky all of that stuff um, but the early ones are just a lot of fun, genuinely scary, the buildup, but yeah. No, just quickly, do you guys have like any absolute favorite horror movies that someone just like point blank ask you about it or one you maybe you watch around October? I'm not sure if that's something you typically do. Exorcist, I try to get in. Exorcist, okay. Uh, m- mostly when I'm sad cause it's my, it could always be worse movie. <laughs> That's an interesting movie to put. <laughs> yeah, well, it really like it makes if you're sense feeling the way low, that you fr- yeah. you're like, you know, like, it could be worse. Yeah, I'm blanking right now. I've watched The Shining a lot. I wouldn't say it's a favorite though. It's just one I've watched a lot. Yeah. Now, is there a movie that you watched a horror movie that you watched once and you're like, I'm never watching that again. It's too scary. I don't want any parts of that ever again. Um. Uh, just thinking about like you know a traumatized four year old. Yeah. My grandparents, my grandmother fell asleep with TCM on one night that I was staying over, and I was like, okay. "Dude, grandma's TV is on. Let's watch it." But I couldn't find the remote and change the channel, so I'm like, "I'll just watch this old black and white movie." And it was the original version of The Fly, like oh. with the like classic, very campy, you know, and it scared the shit out of me (laughs) and i had nightmares for for weeks and was upset by the premise so that's that's the movie that sticks out in my mind did it tear your family apart it did it it tore at least probably my mother apart but nothing you know 
nothing like as an adult or in the yeah. last 10 or 15 years that you've seen where like, I don't want to watch that again. It was well, just too much for me. One time when I was in high school, I was telling Adam this story. I snuck in and lied to my mother that I was going to see B-movie and I went to go see Saw 4 instead. And I got grounded because she knew immediately she, I came back home. She was like, oh, how was B-movie? I was like, there was a B in it. And she was like, get the fuck out of here. You're grounded. <laughs> um, don't lie to me. But I remember sitting in the theater watching it knowing like I was going to get my ass handed to me over yeah. this movie and being and that was furious, being furious because it was just not good. <clears throat> so I've not really. So the idea, the idea of getting chewed out later was scarier than the movie itself. Basically it was worse. <laughs> Cause you knew it wasn't worth it. I'm like, this is not worth it. Yeah. What about you, Adam? Any favorites or ones that. I mean, again, cause it's not really my genre. Yeah, yeah. It's never a thing. Like every Halloween season, every spooky season, I lean more towards the campy kid stuff because i just think that's like to me halloween's about the fun of trick-or-treating and dressing up in costumes i mean did you read like goosebumps when you were a kid yeah like is that kind of okay stuff like that is always more my speed when it comes to halloween it's not so much that i don't even like being scared it's just like why am i gonna put myself through the stress of this like i watch movies right right like i'm not i'm not trying to get i'm not the adrenaline junkie like getting one more fix of blood pressure rising so it's never my like go-to but, like, the ho- original Halloween is good. Like, that's one where if someone's there and they're like, oh, let's put that on. I'm like, okay, cool. I like that movie. Right. That's fun. Um, but there's never anything that I really like. Oh, okay. I got to make sure I watch Nightmare on Elm Street. I got to make sure I watch Exorcist. I gotcha. make sure I watch any of those during, you know, spooky season. I always just more lean towards the family fun Halloween scary than anything else. Uh, though I will say, I remember I was at a Comic-Con in oh, 2012, I want to say. And I saw the, f- I think it was the first six minutes of The Conjuring. And that was the scariest shit I had seen in a really <laughs> long time. Because it's just like nail scratching, but you don't see where it comes from. It's a lot of like loud bangs in other rooms and claps and like, not necessarily jump scares, but kind of jump scary. And I I had been in this, you know, this panel hall to see other things. But it was one of those scenarios of if you leave the room, you have to get back in line you don't, we're not saving your spot. So you had to go there and basically sit through everything, whether you liked it or not. Um, and so like, that's what I saw a panel for like some sci-fi show that wasn't on the air a year later or anything. Like yeah, that. yeah. But this was one of those things. So like, they're talking about the conjuring and Patrick Wilson's there and they're going through the whole thing and they're talking about the scary, real couple. Uh, yep. uh, yeah. Lorraine and uh, Lorraine Warren. And yep. I forget what his name is. Yes. Yeah, Mr. Warren. Mr. Warren. <laughs> and so they're like, all right, cool. Now we're going to show you like five minutes or whatever from this movie. And I remember watching it and being like, yeah, no, I'm not going to see that. And it spawned a huge franchise. So good no, it did. Yeah. James Wan is a really good director. And he was like, again, filmmaking wise, like we're like, like conjuring up nothing out of thin air with noises and shadows and lights mm-hmm. can really be more scaring than anything with blood on it or something like that for sure. Yeah. Uh, the only I think I'm trying to think of the only like scarier movies that I've gone to see even recently on my own is I saw the first it, which I liked. Yep. And then I missed the second one when it came to theaters. Someone and, told I think Zach told me not to watch the second one. And I just didn't. I think what I'll end up doing is I'll wait for someone to cut it the way the book is told or something like that, where it jumps back and forth, mm-hmm. and then I'll just go watch it that way. Or I'll watch the second one because I'll be like, Don't watch it that way. That way sucks worse than the second yeah. one. Just no, I really enjoyed one. the first part of that. Yeah, so I like that one, and then uh, I really enjoyed Get Out, which was not your typical like horror, but again, yeah, it was good, psychological, and there's some tense moments and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, not really a seek it out. 
Gotcha. Kind of thing. Any uh, quick expectations for this movie at all? Are you going in fairly low? Or are you... The fact that this is some sort of cult status, and you know, you talk about eighties movies. I mean, I don't know if you saw Ready Player One. They even stuck him in the movie for like a quick cameo. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's definitely. You say Chucky. Everyone knows what that is. Yeah. I, I'm expecting a a good amount of cheese, not overly cheesy, you know, because this is the first, and I'll probably be scared. I mean, you've heard Chucky I, talk, you've heard his lines, you've heard yeah. his cadence yeah. before. I mean, for years, like, I think I just thought these movies were called Chucky. You know, no, he right, stands yeah. out more than the title Child's Play gets lost, I think, a lot. It does. I mean, I think only the first three are named Child's Play, and then after that, it's like Chucky, 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 Chucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like we've got Child's Play, Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, and then the reboot. Yeah, so they kind of got rid of that. They, who knows, maybe just Chucky obviously became the more popular and no one knew what Child's Play really was. Um, I always confused it with a Problem Child, John Ritter, <laughs> which also has multiple sequels. Yeah. And so it was one of those things where, you know, you'd hear that and be like, oh, the one with John Ritter, right? And the kid who sucks. They're like, no, it's the one with the doll who murders people. Yeah, they're like, both oh. problems for different reasons, yeah. but yeah. Wait, well... It- Problem Child also brings me to, you know what's a great scary movie? The Good Son. Oh, yeah, oh, that's I great. That one. Dude. Sorry, that's carry the, on. That's the Macaulay Just Culkin one, right? Macaulay Culkin yeah, that, and Elijah Wood. That is really good. Yeah. I saw that recently for the first time, like a year or two ago, and that was really good. Highwayman in the, in the Good Son, where Wait. they throw that dummy off the bridge. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're getting off course <laughs> a bit. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know, Adam, for you, any quick expectations? So I was talking about this with Bridget a little bit before you got here, and this is one of those things where I'll probably eat my words afterwards, but I don't think it'll be scary, just because the concept of a murder doll seems so silly and stupid to me, that, like, I'm sure there'll be some jump scares that'll get me, and I'm sure, like, the tension building will be good enough and in line with classic horror to where it can be effective and be pulled off. But I, I'm one of those people who's always like, just kick the doll. Just kick it. Just kick it really far away and close the door. Yeah. It's a doll. I know it has whatever it has in terms of, you know, powers and whatnot, but just kick it. Kick it away. <laughs> like, it's got, it doesn't have a gun. It has a knife. Just kick it. Like, yeah, you might slash your, your leg a little bit, but just kick it. Yeah. Kick it again. And then keep kicking it and then put it in the freezer. Like, I don't know. It's just... A few of those things might happen in this movie. You'll see. Yeah. So, again, I'm sure I'll eat my words and you guys will see me cowering in fear in the corner or whatever. But the concept to me just seems so silly on paper that I'm like, is this going to be scary or is this just going to be camp fun? And I think that's the allure of like like early on when these horror – the biggest thing that people collect like horror VHS and other things is like the art, the cover, like the front. And that was the biggest sell when you were walking past the horror section. You saw a doll with a knife. It's like – Dude, we gotta see what this is about. <laughs> yeah. Like the same way you say you saw a net flying around with drones in a stadium. Yeah, I said. Like we gotta show these guys. Uh, we have to, yeah. So it's that same thing where like they designed the cover so well to just like, because for those same reasons, Adam, it's like, I, I don't think this movie's gonna be scary, but this looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. For someone under 10 or 8, it's probably the other way around, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see how well you guys handled the room full of action figures after this. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. Like, can we record in the living room again? I don't like it in here. We'll record with the lights on afterwards. Yes. So we'll make sure to do that. All right, any uh, last thoughts, guys? No. All right, then what do you have to say for yourselves? Fine. Fine. I'll, I'll watch, watch it. it.
All right, and we are back. We just finished watching 1988's horror cult classic, Child's Play. A brisk 90 minutes later. <laughs> might seem long or short, depending on your mileage, but Bridget, how are you feeling uh, post-playing? Um, <laughs> it, it felt longer, and then it felt shorter at times. Um... There were things about this movie that worked for me and things that didn't. I think partly because a lot of the movie is so iconic at this point. The, I think the surprise it might have held when it came out of like, oh my God, a swearing murderous doll has, has worn off. Like yeah. mm -hmm. some of that bloom is gone. I think it is critical that if you have a child actor central to your film, that they be a good one. That's just a personal thing for me. But at the same time, Chucky running up the stairs is one of the funniest things I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. So it's a mixed bag. It's like a big thing of trail mix. Like, yeah. occasionally you're going to have a raisin, but every once in a while you get an M&M. Okay, yeah. Combine that with a peanut. <laughs> you're golden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was fine. I, I agree that I think this surprise of the doll is alive. And granted, they they show you the transferring or whatever at the very beginning. Yeah. So that, that pretty much immediately dispels what this is. Like, it's not... It's not like... The big payoff is, oh my god, the doll is real. Whereas maybe if they shot it differently, that would have been the big reveal. So it doesn't really, I don't think, bother me that much that I knew that going in. Again, I'm sure it would have been in the trailers. And I'm sure it would have been all over the posters and the box art and everything. So sure, um, they're not playing in too much to that. But again, I think a lot of that tension at the very beginning part is, oh, nobody believes the kid. Oh, is the guy, mm -hmm. you know, like they play up the kid is a liar. The kid is... A murderer. The kid is, you know, clearly deranged because he's saying dolls tell him to do things. But us as the audience knows that, like, he's right. So it kind of feels like a, almost like a waste of the thirty to forty-five minutes that it took to get to them finding out. But the reveal of the mom finding out is one of the like scariest moments of it, where the doll turns its head around and then flies into the cows, and she looks at it, and I'm expecting a jump scare, but there isn't one. So there's. Like, that's when my palms got the sweatiest yeah, yeah. in that moment. But overall, it's fine. Like, yeah. I didn't think it was overly scary. Again, just, like, just kick the doll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They throw it a bunch. Oh, yeah, they throw it a bunch. The ragdoll physics of it getting shot or, like, punched really hard is great. Like, the way it flies and, like, the legs splay in different directions yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's screaming. That's, that was hilarious to me. And yeah, anytime the doll itself is doing any running, other than when you're looking at the doll and it's clearly just like on a skateboard going through the apartment, but yeah. like anytime you actually physically see the legs of the doll maneuvering and everything, the most fun. It's amazing. Well, it's yeah. like when Kermit rides a bike. Like, yeah. Just. You finally get to see like the bottom like, half of a Muppet or something. Yeah. And it doesn't work at all the way you'd think that it would, but yet it's all just. So ridiculous. The scarier thing to me was the live action man in a suit version of the Good Boys. Oh, yeah. From the Cl Good Boys Clubhouse TV show. <laughs> yeah. That thing was fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see a movie where that's the murderer. 
Because that, that would freak me out. That would be out. terrifying. Yeah. Like him trying to squeeze his head through your bedroom door and you're just screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, are there any movies like that where, like, other than, I guess, whatever that Nicolas Cage Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff is, where, like, a dude in a mascot suit goes around doing murders? It's called Death to Smoochie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah there that's we go. Not, yeah. That's not a, like, a horror version of that as opposed True. to a horrible version. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I, I thought it was fine. Yeah, everything you guys are saying is 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 uh, right on. The kid actor is it's he's good in moments, and sometimes he's just. I get why they picked him. He is cute. I was thinking, like when he's walking around the streets of Chicago, he's all cold, he's all rosy. You just want to pinch his little nose. But at a certain point, listening to him say the word Chucky constantly, it. Yeah, they play up the cutesy stuff a me, little too much. Me. Ill. But there's moments like in the hospital where he starts to cry and like he's scared and like he the basement and like that's great stuff right but there. But that gives me concern because I'm like this kid isn't that good an actor, so someone on set made him cry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, probably yeah. I like mean, he's not Daniel Day Lewis. He's no, not no, of, into of course that not. Naturally. But Maybe for what the is. scene called for, it whatever. It, it, it did. did. No, it, it did. It did work. I did. I dialed it back a little bit yeah. at that point. But then when he was also, he kept falling backwards, too. Oh, yeah, he kept... What? He, I think he kept thinking there was a wall behind him, and he fell through one thing, and he goes, okay, that must be a wall this time. Nope, still falling back, trying to find that wall to, well, to catch, are, my, catch myself. Those things are on wheels, you know. Yeah. There's a murderous doll in front of him. Right, right. Andy's the only one who believably should be scared by that, because they're the same size. Yeah. Like, yeah. the mom or whatever, like, okay, it's on your arm, but, like, throw it. Just throw it, throw it extra hard. Like yeah, he's calling yeah. you a skank and a slut. Like get angry, throw the thing. Right. <laughs> right. Andy, formidable match though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the the beginning is slow and it can be slow for some. But I kind of enjoyed a lot of that build up, and I like. You don't even see the reveal of like you barely see a hand, you barely see mm-hmm. a foot. You get um, some. You get some Chucky vision, which yeah. I did like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, where it's like a just a uh, whatever. It's just a great camera shots. Like one of my favorite moments is where he goes to take a tinkle, and it cuts back, and the chair just rocking, and the camera starts flying towards the crack house, and it's like, (laughs) let's go. He's so quick. He's so quick. Those little legs. Yeah. Motoring. But yeah, in what you're saying, Adam, that scene, the the battery scene, is like an all timer. Yeah. Like it's so good, and I'm glad that you sort of realize that that is because like at the time like that was huge for like horror fans and it's anytime you talk about like iconic horror scenes it's always the on the list and, yeah yeah well and i didn't even think about it too like I, the batteries reveal was great yeah because obviously us as the audience we know the whole time that okay he is the soul of this guy is in and that was what i was hinting towards at the beginning i wasn't sure if you knew the I, doll I think a, i did know okay. that possessed or whatever yeah. yeah yeah it's not a manufacturing problem no no but yeah, so when, when the batteries fall out of the box and she picks them up and it says like batteries included and she has that realization that like, I never put batteries in and I literally watched him take this thing out and like immediately it worked. Yeah, yeah. And there's no way the bum who sold it to me has batteries, which I love <laughs> that that's how they get the doll is that the bum found it and then sold it for 30 bucks. That's great. Realizing that in the moment, I was like, oh shit. This is how, like, this is a really smart way for her to figure it out more so than just the, 
I am real and I'm a murderer. Yeah, right? yeah. Which yeah. we get anyway. Right. But the fact that she's now extra fucking scared because in her mind, oh yeah, shit, Andy's right. Mm-hmm. This thing is working without batteries and that never happens. And the contrast between like the manufactured face and like the face you see like right like right during that scene mm-hmm. where he's like, you fucking bitch and all this yeah. stuff and biting her and grabbing her hair. Shocking moment. Shocking. Mm-hmm. I, I like think, how they do that too. The oh yeah, faces between the like regular manufactured plastic on pretend and the very clearly I'm an old man serial killer who just wants to call everyone. And it's smart. Bec- it's smart because you just you don't you don't picture that face being evil in any way for the most part. Even it looks kind of fucking bizarre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think our experience of dolls has been shaped by movies like this, by Annabelle, that sort of thing. Now I think oh, yeah. people of our generation are much more quick to be like, Mm-mm-mm, no, thank you to any kind of doll. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was trying to think when I was growing up, I had something similar, and I can't even begin to think of what it was called. But my buddy, my buddy, that's, yeah, that's I, had, I had a my buddy for like a year or two, okay, and yeah. I had like some. It was exactly that. I think the guy who Don Mancini who created Chucky and has like helmed like every project from this, and that's literally all he's ever done. He has not done, like, any other if, movies for the most part, or he's done some shorts. you find your calling. You do. But, yeah, that was, like, when he was, like, a, a film student at UCLA, like, there was that whole craze of Cabbage Patch Kids and all this other yeah, stuff, and he goes, there's yeah. an opportunity here to really scare the shit out of people. Cabbage Patch Kids. Because even you had, like, Tickle Me Elmo later on, people beating the shit out of each other over that. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Buying them off of peddlers in the street <laughs> behind Macy's. The... The faces are good and scary, and there's some there's some changes over time as eyes get lighter and scarier. The pupil gets, you know, smaller. Um, he becomes more natural looking, like he says, yeah, like he's becoming more human. His hairline recedes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the final face is especially spooky. Yeah, the, the charred face the or charred just, face. Oh, okay, the, yeah, yeah. the charred face. I mean, both. It definitely the fear. The fear factor yeah. ratchets up the more the movie goes on, but but yeah, he looks pretty raggy before that with like the the cigarette burn on his or the uh, the the cigarette car burner. Yeah. When you can see the like when they when he gets burned by that, you see the plastic melting, like coming yeah. off the lighter. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the they, practical effects are great in this for the most great, part, and I could see being totally wigged out by this as a kid, which is like my gold standard for. Is this a good... How right. good are the effects right now? Yeah, Would I, I have had nightmares? Sleep with the lights on? Absolutely. Yeah, if I had saw this as a teen or earlier, it probably would have hit a lot harder. Obviously, seeing it as an adult, it's just, again... No, the right. the silliest little thing. But had I saw this, and your poor, poor cousin... <laughs> oh, right, right. I mean, this is like check under your bed status, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, or don't even, because oh, it yeah. can fit under there, and it will attack you and stab you with a custom knife. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the charred face at the end, I th- there's one part where he's very clearly, like, stalking, and you see, like, the full body shot with the entire body burn. Yeah. And, like, you see the teeth coming through, like, the burned lips, and you just see, I think, like, the one, one eyeball. Eye. Yeah. It's menacing. Creepy as fuck. It's great, because they use a great mix of, like, uh, like animatronics, and then they also have, like, a really tiny toddler, like, in a mask. For this too, that was the one that, that that's so like all the running and all that other mm-hmm. stuff. That's basically I'm so they maybe even got like Andy or someone else to do that, but like it is a small toddler doing the tricks in this. Are you shitting me? No, I'm not. 
there 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 is one part and honestly i think it's <laughs> i think it's when it's burned that it looks a lot bigger than it otherwise yeah. did before and i think and in that moment i was I, like is that a small I, person i can't <laughs> yeah, I you'd have to look it up. I, it's either it's either a toddler or a very very small person, but yeah, that's why it looks so convincing when it climbs up on things and and it's I mean, it does. Yeah, the particularly like during the fire burning scene, I assumed it was an adult stunt person, but there might be some force perspective stuff going on. Yeah. But yeah, like like, you, like the climbing up the fire escape, and by the way, you guys laughing at that is like not unique. Everyone thinks that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> me, and Zach, <laughs> me and Zach have been laughing at that shit for like thirty years. It's just it's the way it so gets. Good. He's like, and then it cuts away, and then back again. You just see one leg going up the final stair. Like, well, the thing is, like, you must think that if you're that small and the stairs are built for an adult, how did you climb stairs when you were a kid? Like, that's the only way he really can climb. So he's for as a grown man in a tiny doll body, he's forced to like climb a like a stairs just like like a toddler would. So his name is Ed Gale, and he played Howard the Duck. In the Howard the Duck movie, and he was also Chucky in Child's Play, Child's Play Two, and Bride of Chucky. So, what's his stat? What? How tall is he? Three and a half feet tall. Okay. Okay, so a little so some perspective because I think the doll is probably two and a half, three feet, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. He was he did he's credited with stunt work. He's the stunt double for Chucky. Uh, <laughs> he also that. does stunts in Honey I Blew Up the Kid. Uh, which is the because they have oh, like okay. a, yeah, a kid in that. overalls about that size doing all kinds of crazy crawling yep. and stuff. Little Rascals, New Nightmare, Leprechaun Three, Bride of Chucky. So some other stuff here. Episode of Baywatch. So he, but he was in a, he was an adult while they filmed this. Yeah, his acting career started when he was twenty. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, he was born in nineteen sixty three. So you got to figure he's twenty five. Yeah. At this point, so they didn't force some three-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't Andy doing? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Measuring oh, just under three and a half feet tall, he moved to L.A. armed with only forty-one dollars and a belief that anything is possible if you set your mind to it. That's great. Yeah, good for you. Mm-hmm. For like What's that, like, his name again? Ed Gale. Ed Gale. Yeah, so he got Howard good the Duck at twenty-three after only having a small amount of money to his name. That's great. But yeah, like those scenes where he's just like, like Chucky's like laying down and he snaps back up on his feet and grabs a knife and runs away. Yeah. I love those shots. It's just so perfect. The My favorite in terms of him just running around in ridiculous was when the car with the cop in it flips over and he's just scurrying all around the car, the car. grabbing the knife and scurrying around the car. Again oh, yeah, and yeah. And the guy's just spinning inside of the like roof of the car that's upside down, just shooting wherever he can. It's so good. <laughs> grabbing the knife out of it and just slicing the yeah. sides of the car. The car chase sequence is phenomenal. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's so madcap. It is, because like, <laughs> the, the knife is slowly Throwing going down the, the spine, then yeah. underneath the seat. He's flying through the tunnel. There's there was a shot where he hits a mailbox and the mailbox comes flying at you, the viewer. That yeah. just feels so visceral. <laughs> Looney Tunes. It's great. Oh, it is like yeah, right. Chucky in three D. Yeah. yeah. But like even I, even that you Adam, you laugh at the part where he swipes his foot out of the way on the gas or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he just pushes his foot off the brake and hits the gas. The yeah. And then like the brake 
breaks at one point because he's trying to slam it down and the whole thing comes off. So that the whole like pedal comes off, and so then it's just the cop trying to hit this like the very sliver, the lever, yeah, 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 lever yeah, yeah. arm of the brake, and he keeps missing. And then, so Chucky just full on the gas, <laughs> just moving his foot off the brake and yes. the thing out of here. Oh, it's just so silly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like from there, it gets like that campiness that sort of builds up towards the end is what makes a lot of like the sequels more so after the third one it still has like the same stuff going on in the second and third one and you still have andy the entire time yeah the same actor yep wow. uh, definitely two but is it the third one too the third one he goes to military school which is a hoot <laughs> shot uh, at the military school is a hoot yeah where i just hit him here Wait, Chucky goes to military school or Andy? They both do. <laughs> Did. They're both there. Right. Well, I did see that the, the good guys has the, what was it, the super awesome soldier kit or whatever. Like, you, one of the boxes you see in the toy store at the very beginning oh, is like the accessory little... pack. Yeah, yeah. It's like My Little Soldier or something like that. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But uh, Oh, wait. That toy store scene. Great stuff. Oh, I want to be there. Yeah, I saw Not when a murderer is there, but just, I was, I was browsing. Yeah, the day before when it's still over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't like a Toys R Us. It was like a KB's. Oh, like a, it was like, KB's. A, like, a, like a like a tight aisles. Yep. Yeah. Small inventory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like but what you have is good. Yeah, yeah. Some, some good board games. I saw like Volcano Escape or yeah, whatever Volcano that was. Island. There was a hockey game that looked pretty bitching. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw some She-Ra toys. I think like I saw Princess of Power and. Yep. I'm sure there were some other product placements there. But yeah, so uh, looking at Andy's, we've got Child's Play, Child's Play Two. Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, so no Child's Play 3. But okay, so Curse, was it was cult. a different... Okay. Yeah. And the new TV show. Well, then. So, he... I bite my tongue. Yeah, he keeps he keeps his career. Or maybe he was so bad as an actor in this one. They were like, well, the only thing we can like cast him five. in is Chucky's. I, I, <laughs> right, should, right. I should take it easy, but... You know, it's not his fault, but, you know, as a director, you know, you got to make some tough choices. Yeah, yeah. But I guess it worked. Maybe he has a vision of what the long game is. So yeah, oh, and he knows what's in Andy's mind, you know, because he lived mm-hmm. it. So well, the whole thing is like Andy's soul is like the person that he has to yeah infiltrate. That's yeah, like he, yeah, true. So he's not just going after Randy. Like he has to follow Andy around. Yeah, because that's the only way. Now, obviously, he's, like, murdered at the end. I, I don't know. If we'll, we'll get into it later. I have questions about the sequels. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm not going to watch them. <laughs> yeah, I... I <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's, and that's fine. I've, I I enjoy them, too, sir. I haven't seen them in I'll years, I'll look up but... a compilation of, yeah. like, military school hijinks. Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> later tonight. Fall asleep to that. I think the second one is just, like, Andy at school or something like that. Okay. Some classroom hijinks. Yeah. I love that... With rulers and scissors and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Color I love, forms. I love that everyone at his school also has a Chucky doll. Like, oh, it's so good. Seeing him going to school and every other kid, including some real big kids, all were carrying in their <laughs> giant Chucky dolls for what must have been Chucky doll day at, at school. It was probably just a regular day, which is sad. <laughs> but at first I was like, all right, well, he's five, so it makes sense that he would like want to bring his new toy to school. Every five-year-old wants to bring their new birthday present to school the next day. Like That makes sense. But why does that other kid have one? And why does that other kid walking down the street have one? And why is that kid 40? Like, why, yeah, yeah. why yeah. does everybody have one of these? Well, it's that's what 13 year olds looked like in 1988. Right. Just old. Yeah, but still, like, why is the. Why, why is he having a doll? Bringing a doll to elementary school. 
Like, you figure if, if that's an elementary school, the kid's probably 12, 13. It's a very judgmental most. question, Adam. Yeah. yeah. Why is he doing that? What kind of school is this where it's everyone's got a doll? Yeah. Oh, and, and a five-year-old can walk out. Oh, that'd be the... I know. You were like, oh, no. <laughs> what a fear. That, like, if you don't drop your kid off in the actual classroom, then he's just going to turn around and leave the... Wander the mean streets of whatever. City yeah, let alone go to like Cumberty Green or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but. I know. Uh, but my brother ran away from elementary school twice. Oof. Once when he was in first grade, and then another time in third grade. Like to to run away, or because he just didn't understand. Like the it was like of... recess, and he's like, "I've had enough," and just left and walked a quarter of a mile back to our house. Went on the swing set in the backyard. Our neighbor across the way saw him. Like, called the police. Um, so two years later, when he did it again, he was like, Can't our neighbor's home. a narc, so he <laughs> ran away to the golf course. <laughs> Can't go home. So. That's too funny. I mean, not funny, but. But it is because he lived. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did. I thought of him watching little little well, Andy and his doll. Well, he went to the military, <laughs> too, so they followed similar yeah, paths. Yeah. Similar paths, yeah. <laughs> it's true. I have questions for him now. <laughs> what dolls did you have as a child? Did any of them come alive? Yep. So you mentioned you had some like low points with the movie. What were some of them that really sort of um, bugged you about it? Other than the fact that he's just so, you know, ingrained in popular culture that it's hard to... It's hard, yeah, it's hard to... Be shocked by it. Be shocked. I like... I like more of a character-driven kind of drama. Sure. And the performances, you know, are all fine. Uh, we have Prince Humperdinck as the main cop. Mm-hmm. Um, the mom is doing fine work. I think she's from Seventh Heaven, if I remember correctly. She, she does look like the mom from Seventh Heaven, now that you say that. That's the only thing I think that she would be from. Yeah, yeah, she's the mom. Okay, yeah. I wanted, I think... And this kind of movie doesn't need it. I guess this movie is not my cup of tea, essentially. I don't know. I want a little bit more there. But then you can't have the movie move at such like a fast clip. You have to make choices. Once you sort of get a full reveal of Chucky, the pacing moves fairly quickly. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as I'm saying this out loud, the reality of like a slow burn character Chucky movie is a fucking nightmare. That yeah. sounds boring and terrible. Right. You know? So it is what it is. I mean, I guess you can make it work if you don't show the transfer at the beginning. Like, if you just show him dying on top of the dolls, there'd always be that wonder of, like, are they really going to pull the trigger on... Is it voodoo? Yeah. yeah, child doll murder. Like, are they really going to go that way? Obviously, we know now because of mm-hmm. the popular culture thing of it. But I guess you probably could do it. Mm-hmm. You just couldn't show it right at the beginning of him speaking in tongues while touching the doll and bleeding out. Yeah. In a lightning storm. Which completely obliterated the, t- the fucking toy store. That was store. outrageous. Oh, the, the explosions the ex- in this are crazy. Yeah. When the toy store and the the safe house explode, it's... Yeah. It's diehard. It is diehard. Yeah. What was the budget for this movie? I mean, they spent it all I, on explosions, I, I'm Yeah, sure. I... Had questions. Yeah. $9 million with a box office draw of 44.2. So, so $7 million for explosions. Yeah. Not a bad return on investment, though. Yeah, not bad. 
But yeah, no, those explosions were... Yeah. Like, I half expected, too, when he burns down the crack den or whatever, to have Chucky doing the, like, slow walk away from an explosion like an Expendables movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just give me that. Give, right. give me the absolute most over-the-top camp that you possibly can in this moment. You you get that in all the other ones. But at that point, we always saw was his hand turning the, the dial on the temperature. Yeah. Which, again, one bullet in there would explode the house, but it took down the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. A little more over the top. But I expected it because of how over the top the toy store explosion was. Right. There's no gas leak there. There was no catalyst. It was just lightning hit inside, which would be, you know, a big deal. But right. not explode out the entire store from all. Like every window on every side blew out. Yeah. It was awesome. And like stroll- <laughs> strollers and toy cars were flying. Was flying out. That was the best part. Oh, yeah. Bouncy balls and, but yeah, I, I love the music in this. I don't know. If it... I that was one of my notes. The music is too good for this movie. In some it's ways, it's really good. Yeah, it's it's, it's really, really scary shit. Like right when the the credits start and the movie just opens, you're on edge. Yeah, it has like this harpish type of like mm-hmm. I forgot what they call it. There's actually a machine that someone invented. It's like a horror movie soundtrack machine. It's literally like a jack in the box of like all these like like little yeah little, little things that you get, yeah like, like you rub a violin against it and it's just you get all the noises you would ever want from a horror movie. There's a saw on it, like all of it. Yeah, it looks ridiculous. Yeah, the music is great in this. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it, it's hard because I've I grew up sort of watching this and it's always been a classic for me. So yeah. it's just I don't know how I would watch it as a 35 year old adult, but. <laughs> I can see a lot of the, the issues you guys take with this. Yeah. I'm seeing two names for this machine. I see Sounds of the Nightmare Machine is one uh, video that pops up. And the horror musical instrument, the Apprehension Engine. I think it's the Apprehension Engine, yeah. Sounds like a way more awesome uh, name for a thing. But So yeah, the Apprehension Engine looks to be the uh, the horror movie creep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I did like the sound as well. Right, right. Because that definitely gets you more tension than anything going on outside of the one, at least for me, outside of the one scene that I mentioned. Like everything else is, the sound is playing, which in your brain from seeing any horror film that preceded it, like these are the sounds of someone's about to get murdered. Yeah, it's just the same with the John Williams shit in Jaws. They never really show Jaws, so they have to ration up tension mm -hmm. by other means. But, uh... Any, like, favorite kills? I know we had a pretty crazy one with her falling out of the fucking window in the oh, beginning. Oh, that one I like. I love someone getting thrown through a window and landing on a car. Um, and did so spectacularly. Yeah. yeah. This one was really well done. All you saw was a tiny little hammer coming to frame. It was like, yeah. Ow! And, it, and then, you just see the one little red mark right above her eye and then the overdramatic stumble back yeah, yeah. through the window and... <laughs> warp speed yep and then she's jumping out of it face first it's so fantastic oh you know which one is pretty gruesome is the doctor Mm -hmm. at the hospital oh yeah with the electroshock like over time you see him getting like black smoke on his face i was like that's an interesting touch and then they go back and his face is covered with more soot and his eyes are just bleeding like, oh! It's made all the more disturbing that Andy, and I will say in some of the moments that he's good, convincingly looks like he's disturbed sure. by seeing what yeah. he's watching. Yes. And he's just yelling, stop! Stop! Yeah. stop. And he's still backing up again trying to find that yeah. wall, but... Yeah. Not enough walls in this yeah. hospital. <laughs> yeah. 
eyes and mouth bleeding too. Like every yeah. every part that isn't flesh is red. Right. And he's just convulsing. Like there's nothing he could do. I did feel bad though when they all got there and they're like, they think Andy did it. Well, yeah, no shit. He was the only one in there. That right. And he has a scalpel in his hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. His, his prints are all over the scalpel that was used to cut that guy's leg. So right. Boom. Yeah. What do you guys think in the beginning when it was like the flower and the footprints are like, oh, here we go. They're going to try to say it's Andy. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the doll, like what, once you see that Andy's wearing the shoes that match the footprints because I believe the footprints also have the gun and the axe and the baseball bat like imprinted the in all the these flower. zombie weapons on the bottom of a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you'd think once you saw that on Andy's good guy pajama things, you'd also, and he's saying, like, it wasn't me, Chucky did it. You'd look at Chucky's feet and be like, okay, well, Chucky has it, too. I don't believe the doll did it, but at least let's bring them both in to talk right, about right. some more. Because at the very least, if he didn't kill it, he then went in the kitchen when nothing was, when the woman had just fallen out and plopped Chucky's feet into the flower <laughs> to like play around on the counter which doesn't seem like a thing a child should do if he witnessed a murder. Yeah, yeah. really. There's a lot of... Why are we staying in this house yeah. tonight? By the way, for someone, on, hotel. for someone on a budget who can't afford a, uh, a doll pretty nice apartment. It is a nice, nice apartment. Nice corner apartment. Well, that's Did why she, she can't afford t- the doll. Well, yeah. Full art. Yeah. Um. Oh, I love the stuff in the beginning too. It's like Chucky wants to watch the 9 o'clock news. <laughs> yes. That stuff's creepy. Yeah, that stuff the is do- really like, creepy. When the doll is moving on its own and it's yeah. still in yeah. doll form. Right, but like when they start alluding that he has control over some of these things where she's trying to listen to see if he's saying anything ridiculous Ugh. and he's looking at the door and he sees the shadows there and he turns over and yep. gives him the same sort of doll jargon. Yeah, there's something about a kid being told by a doll to do terrible things or like when Andy is there with the mom after the murder happens mm-hmm. and it's like well what else did Chucky say Chucky said she's a bitch who deserved what she got but like <laughs> that's creepy as fuck because they you know you hear the horror stories of these kids that say that the, somebody told them to do something right. in their head and then they go on and commit a murder like mm-hmm. that's scary shit yeah so that was the creepy stuff for me is the realistic possibility that a child could be a murderer and would blame it on inanimate objects. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah he does twist it back around in his mom. Can you imagine your best friend is murdered and then your child says, somebody told me she was a bitch who deserved it. And then you're understandably upset and the kid goes, is it really me you're upset with? Or is it just the situation? And you're just like, I guess it's the situation. Yeah. <laughs> But also, you just said that, so it's back on you. Yeah, now, wait a actually. minute, wait a minute. Like, let's circle back. Where yeah. did. People were protesting this movie when it came out because they thought it would insinuate violence in kids. Get well, the kid doesn't do violent. violence. <laughs> True. But they protested everything back then. Yeah, they did, yeah. It's going to cause violence in kids. <laughs> we're only a few years out from Mortal Kombat murders and Marilyn Manson. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is rife for mothers against everything yeah what do you guys think of brad durf as the the voice of chucky i can't picture any other voice i mean i just because i've heard it so much but yeah does a good job he's Screams a great creepy well. yeah. person does he's he a fantastic character actor does he do the doll voice too like the regular hi i'm chucky and we're gonna be best friends forever oh i don't think so okay because there's a clear delineation between yeah, yeah. the doll's voice who 
I think we do hear it in the toy commercial and it yeah. is the same. But that could just be the affect right, you know, that right. he put on to differentiate between the two. Whereas like Chucky the good boy is the Bruce Wayne voice and then Chucky the murderer is the Batman voice essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and it is it is him in the beginning too, running away from the cops. Yeah, the yes. yeah, I figured that. And you yeah. can kind of hear it a little bit. It's obviously harder to go back and be like, wait, what did he sound like before now that I hear the doll? But right. yeah. What do you think about his voodoo guy, his voodoo friend? Yeah, well that wall I, that wall is something else. Yeah. When I hear voodoo, the city I immediately think of is Chicago. So <laughs> uh nice touch there. <laughs> I I appreciate that this movie just makes decisions and the plot turns places and doesn't try to over explain things at all. It just is like this is the direction the car is going now. Yeah. Like, no, we you already said you wanted Pizza Hut, and that's what we're having for dinner. <laughs> like that, you you said voodoo. That's what we're getting. Right. Don't a, don't ask me for cheesy bread. Like we're just <laughs> you're getting pizza. I wish we had gotten a little bit more of that. A little but bit you more. Don't, like yeah. it's not necessary. It's not. You get just enough what you need. Yeah. You just need the guy to explain that Andy's in danger and and die, and that's it. I love that. Like, Chucky's face mural. is painted onto the mural. Yep. Oh, I don't think I noticed that. One of the guys, like, the guys who was meant to be Charles Ray or whatever yeah. his name is. Because you see the, the, the black guy, the voodoo guy, painted yeah. onto the mural. And then the other end of it, it's Chucky. But, like, the face is just, because by now we've already seen the doll's face, and it looks so much like the doll's face and not like Brad Dourif's face. Oh, I'd have to go back. And it's, fu- it's funny. I yeah. Well, I mean, Chucky was there in the room, so he probably just did a quick paint job, you know, paint change. It's totally fine. <laughs> easy breezy. Yeah. No, I did like the voodoo section, though. I because it, it well, no, the mural was actually at Charles Ray's house. It wasn't at the voodoo guy's oh, house. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but you asked about the voodoo, so yeah, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> you but, asked about it. I liked it. Yeah. No, because it, it's good because it does kind of give some explanation. I mean, when you hear the guy speaking in tongues, you know something's up. That it's some kind of spell or. So it could have been witches, it could have been, could have been any number of, you know, random occult related things, but it was nice that they did even just that little bit of explaining of, oh, this guy was a nut job. He hung around with his voodoo priest, devoted the whole house decor to the voodoo priest. And then the guy even ends up explaining like, oh no, like you're an abomination. I wouldn't have taught you how to survive in the afterlife if I knew you were a murderer and I would have liked to throw a throwaway line explaining how they got together in the first place. Yeah. I think they well, could have said it in one a couple of sentences, but... Here's... This was my thought process when we got the mural at first. I just assumed that the, the voodoo guy was some sort of, you know, voodoo deity that... Charles had somehow gotten himself linked up with, but then it's just a guy that he knows. So to me, that's like getting really into music and doing a whole like rock and roll mural. And then there's like a rock God at the center of it. And it's, but it's not like a a Mick Jagger or like a Steven Tyler. It's just the guy at guitar center. You know what I mean? Like, it's (laughs) like, what? Yeah. What a strange choice. Yeah. Just obsessed with the guy that taught you about it, opposed to like, yeah, maybe the guy who started it all voodoo. <laughs> it's 
It's bizarre. It's bizarre. It but the mural's choice. Right. But the mural does. Art department rock. did a great job. On they that. did. That's where most of the budget went. It's yeah, explosions in art department. Yeah. <laughs> Because I love when they get to the voodoo guy's house and he's just like wearing a regular shirt. Like he doesn't even, you know, you'd think based on the mural that this guy's got crazy hair. That he's he's wearing the robes at all times and he's putting on the thing. Like I'm trying to remember of what. He's wearing a cream colored sweater. He's just so relaxed. Yeah. Well, it makes the blood pop when it finally It's true (laughs) that it does. It reminds me of, I think it's like mall rats or something where they go to a fortune teller or a tarot card person. And they're doing the whole bit, and they're like, "All right, just drop, just drop the egg. Like, we just need to talk to you about this." I'm like, "Oh, all right, I don't need to pretend. All right, here's the deal." And like, they they <laughs> yeah. go into their like Long Island accent or whatever. That's what made me think of it. Wanna play? Yeah. <laughs> oh no. It's okay. You can leave. Okay. Is that scary for you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, the See? the figures are coming alive. Well, I I warned you about this. Did the, I, you did. Clearly set it up. Uh, to mess with you. That's Ooh. what happened. <laughs> spooky. Very spooky. spooky stuff. It's hard to transition out of that. I don't know. No, yeah, 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 really. Well, I hope you Fun keep it in there. It. <laughs> well, I have to now. We talked about it too yeah. much. <laughs> Again, nothing, oh, nothing too covered. deep. Not, a, not exactly a uh, something to chew on for a while, but... Yeah, there's no deeper, darker themes or... Or anything like that. No. Well, I mean, how does it compare to... I mean, it seemed like I know the answer, but we've only watched one other horror movie. How does this compare to Black Christmas for you? Black Christmas is a a gold star film for me. <laughs> so, I'd rather not say. Well, you're not going to offend anyone, but... Oh, okay. I, th- I, I, yeah, I, I, mean, I think, I think they're Christmas both great. A, they're very different movies, though. You know, they're both in the horror genre, but Black Christmas, I think, is... A less silly movie is, yeah. is the only way I can put it. And this this movie values silliness, I think, over yeah. anything. I mean, Black Christmas is like an adult horror movie. This is like, you take Chucky out of this movie and you were watching like a Home Alone or like we're always at like a knee level with the kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even towards the end, we almost like, you almost get the feeling we're going to get some sort of like booby trap the house situation. You know, he's picking up the bat. I mean, I still get excited when I see the RC car come out and nothing becomes of it. Oh, yes. Like, it just, you don't know, know how it would play into it. I don't know, but, but do let's incorporate something. it somehow. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't decide in that moment where he's hiding in the closet. And you can see Andy have this moment of realization of like, fuck yes. This pile of toys right here. Yeah. This is my gold mine. And I couldn't tell if I wanted a Home Alone style. I'm going to use the RC car to like trip him or distract him with the noise or something. Or if I just wanted him to take that bat and beat the doll to death. Uh, ultimately, he took the bat, missed wildly with his one swing, and then got knocked out. Knocked out, yeah. Knocked out. But yeah, that was a little disappointing that he had that like pile of other toys. One of which was mobile, and he didn't use it right. to do... It was kind of like that Bruce Willis moment in Pulp Fiction where he's grabbing different weapons. Like, nope, nope. And he no. finally grabbed like, the katana or whatever, but... Yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah, Black Christmas is just, it's more, there's like adult conversations going on, there's like adult mm-hmm. situation scenarios, there's, it's it's a holiday movie, there's nothing really, there's not, this is, we're not set around Halloween here, so, um, yeah, it's just, it's a different movie. They're both yeah. slasher movies, I guess, but. But even, we see three deaths. Yeah, it's not a lot. It's not Yeah, it's lot. Aunt Maggie, the Doctor, and the. Voodoo guy. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. This, oh, and the voodoo guy, so four. 
this feels more in some ways, you know, like strange premise, like B movie. Yeah. Like episode of Twilight Zone than, you know, a traditional yeah, so it's like, it's like It's like Gremlins almost, you know what I mean? Like I said, yeah. we were talking about earlier about mm-hmm. these horror sort of movies coming out, small things attacking people or whatever. Mm-hmm. But even Gremlins like takes a while for any sort of that shit starts to hit the fan really. It's, yeah. all, it's all cutesy and everything for a while and I mean, it's not exactly a straight horror movie. I think that's a little more tame. It's like midnight. Yeah, this seems like this is the scary movie that you put on at your. I'm too old for trick or treating, but I'm too young to go to the party and get drunk and whatever. Yeah. Like this, yeah, this seems is right in the wheelhouse. This of, is like a like a middle school, like yeah. you know, middle like school, like a freshman high school, high school little like mm-hmm. we gotta see, we gotta sneak into the theater to see this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but or like, when you'd be sitting around with your friends just laughing about a doll that's running upstairs and taking the elevator right both up and down we're like black christmas is like a date horror movie this is not like yes. a date no. movie really mm-hmm. i mean the dude's gonna have maybe some fun with it but yeah i mean <laughs> listen maybe if you ask her out over aim yeah maybe yeah you'll yeah. get her away message oh yeah aim yeah yeah this is a good <laughs> yeah i think i think that's the problem you know i'm t- <laughs> I'm too old for this movie now, though I can see it really having spoken to me at one point. If you had seen it, if you were like 13 or 14 or whatever, yeah. Like, it is that sort of ideal stretch of time. Yeah. When I can very much see this being a really fun one to put on in a group setting. Oh, yeah. Like, this would be a really good, hey, we're all going to watch a scary movie this week, like come on over like we're gonna pile 15 people onto couches and chairs and we're just gonna laugh and crack jokes like this isn't one that i would put on to like be intently focused on what's going on no it's like, just, it's is... it's something where you if when you compile and like i think even me and zach are starting to do this for this month you know we're gonna like rewatch all horror movies or whatever or watch new ones but this is one you would just pop on that list like we gotta yeah. throw child's play on at some point and just watch and laugh at it yeah this is one you laugh at more than one where you sure. hide under yeah. the blanket and leave the lights on. Yeah. Which I think Black Christmas was more in yeah. line with that. And just again, just to compare them to the one other no, you're movie right. in this genre that we that we did. But yeah, this one seems more of a fun horror movie, I guess, if that's a thing that Yeah. You know, like yeah. a subgenre of oh, this is fun horror. Like, okay, it's scary, there's some tense moments, you might get some sweaty palms, but like there's gonna be a lot of goofs in it. There's gonna be a lot of chuckling and not at it being bad like none of the laughs yeah. that i had were this is so stupid i'm laughing it's bad it's i just can't help but laugh at the little legs yeah, yeah. yeah. Climbing stairs. little legs are perfect firescape chucky is gold mm-hmm. oh chucky even yeah. the name lends itself to what chucky, chucky chuckles yeah charles lee ray <laughs> Just a funny name. <laughs> it is a funny name. Do you guys want to talk about any other points? Oh, so all right, Bridget. Do you care about the sequels? You said you don't, right? I don't. So okay. go, let's. Yeah, if you if you guys want to yeah. ask questions about it, you guys don't care about spoilers or whatever, you can ask me, and Spoil I'll let you and I'll away. let you know. But yeah, so from right here, spoilers for the sequels. Just blanket. Yeah. Just if you want to skip ahead, I don't know how long this will be, but you know, right. Bounce around a bit. Uh, how does it come back? Because, like, he shoots it through the heart, which they the voodoo guy says, okay, he'll have a heart by the time you get home, conveniently. <laughs> uh, just shoot it in the heart, and it will be dead. 
do they ever explain it or is it just there's a new doll it's got the same thing so i'm either going to confuse two with three but i know at least with one of them in the beginning they throw everything away trash or whatever and the trash happens to be like a recycling plant that's near the manufacturer so just the same material gets folded into a new doll so that's one of them Uh, Okay. okay so the soul isn't so much in the doll it's in every fiber okay i buy that yeah, it's just, I mean, it's like the plastic, they they strip the clothes off and everything, but like yeah, the yeah. plastic components of it, it like gets recycled and melted down again. And okay. like, I, I specific, specifically see in the beginning almost like a, like an Edward Scissorhands or like something like that, like a, where you see things getting like manufactured or whatever. Um, That'll teach you to sort. Yeah. Sort your recycling. But yeah, Andy's in the second one for sure, a little bit older. He's very much like a problem child, so he's like from family, foster family to foster family. Oh, the mom's not in? Not in anymore. I believe she's either committed or she's let go of him. I I forget what exactly happens with that, but she's no longer – she probably got busy with Seventh Heaven or whatever. They probably wanted her to be in the sequels, but she's not in them. I would imagine. I don't believe so. She's part of the – the central. She might be like in a framed picture on it, like a, yeah, right. like on like a framed black and white yeah. on a nightstand. Like I believe when he goes to military school, there's a picture of her, like oh yeah, like on his, I don't know, his bunker or whatever, yeah. whatever the uh, his bunk, his bunk, yeah. But yeah, he goes to military school, which is a fun one. It's fun because there's a great sequence in that one where. So in military school, they do like the um, they have the rifles that shoot paint. But Chucky goes to the, the armory and replaces all the paint with bullets. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> for just for for just one side. Oh no. Yeah, so like they get the paint and then someone gets shot. It's it's good stuff. <sighs> Alright, so I looked it up real quick. The one you're describing does sound like three. Okay. Where it's the good guy's factory reopened after the negative publicity, and Chucky's remains are removed, some blood, and his destroyed human doll body drips into a vat of melted plastic. Okay, he yeah. used to remold the good guy's line. And that's so two or three? That's three. Okay. Two is the doll's manufacturer's taking a positive corporate stance and rebuilds the doll to prove there's nothing wrong with the good guy's brand. Uh-huh. After a freak electrical malfunction brings Chucky back to life. He continues to follow Andy in order to transfer his soul. From his okay, so that body. one's a lot more forgettable. I remember yeah. the, yeah. Yep. So yeah, that one. And that is like, he follows Andy to school and stuff like that. So that Yeah, yeah. he's living school. with another family and Chucky's going around murdering people with rulers and shit like that. And then I think, so after that, there's the Bride of Chucky, which yeah. where you get Jennifer Tilly. Mm-hmm. Who and played. that's like much more meta- Oh yeah, it gets it gets really more meta. It gets it gets ridiculous, and that's like Chucky full on, not like taking control of a doll anymore. It's like that's just him now. Yeah, I think he's like he comes like a kind of grave or whatever, and he's got like scars and everything. He looks pretty fucking gnarly. And then yeah, it gets kind of hazy. But then like he impregnates Jennifer T- Tilly somehow, and they have a small Charles Junior or something like that. But I did hear, and I'd be, and I would. I was, I'm curious to actually check them out because I never really did, but apparently they went back to kind of like the horror roots of this and not the campiness of those other ones with what came out fairly recently, like in 15 and 17. Oh yeah, that's uh, Curse of Chucky was in 2013 and Cole was in 2017. Yeah, so those are the ones I have not checked out, but 
apparently they were pretty well received for for being like sixth and seventh movies in a franchise. Like no right to be that good. And are, those are different than the reboot. Yeah, the reboot just came out in 2019. I was say, yeah. Did you see that one? I did not. Yeah, the only thing I know about that one is it's Chucky, but it has like AI built into it or like Siri or Google Assistant. And that you, helps you know, it. I may have seen it, but it was a situation where like I came home for a bar and I'm like, this is the only opportunity I'm going to watch this. Like I'm never going to like yeah. Yeah. consciously to put this on. But, think about uh, it critically. And think about it critically, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I do... I do either I either gather it from the trailer or if I had actually watched it that he takes control of like Bluetooth shit around yeah. the house and like has that shit help him out kind of like a, like toy soldiers or whatever that movie mm-hmm. was. Yeah, where it's like if you escape into the kitchen, I'm gonna stick the blender on you because yeah. the blender is smart. It's a yeah. smart blender. If you don't like death metal, hey Alexa, and like yeah. <laughs> yeah, then I'm gonna kill you while you while you listen to death metal. Yeah, I believe Mark Hamill probably did a great job. He's an excellent voice actor. And he, the one that plays Chucky? Yeah. In the new one. And then I guess the series, Brad Dourif is back. Dan Mancini, uh, Don Mancini is back. The whole crew is back for this sci-fi series. Andy is back as well. And Andy. So I, is that, what is that on? Sci-fi? Sci-fi, yeah. So that comes out, I think, next week. Wow. I might be interested in at least checking out an episode of that. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, I'll let you know. But other than that, Adam? Uh, I mean, just to, to put a bow on it, at least for me, it's it's fine. It's not the scariest horror yeah. movie I've ever seen. The the parts where there is tension, really good tension. Uh, like I said, the the really the only scene for that really got me was the the battery scene. The battery scene. The reveal yeah. to the mom that Chucky is in fact alive in some fashion. That's really the only part where I was like, okay, all right, we got something going here. Because again, you know, I thought the mom could die. Like I didn't know that she'd necessarily make it to the end and. The detective could be the one that takes him in and is like a father figure kind of thing. Who knows? Although I, the crushing line of Chucky said he got sent here from heaven by daddy, daddy to protect us or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, fuck this fucking kid. I swear to God. <laughs> That's so, felt so bad. Brutal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the, the mom was good. The detective was fine. I thought the kid even was fine. Uh, his shiny moment being the really really scared chucky's gonna kill me while i'm here in this child mental hospital thing but yeah overall i thought it was just it was good but yeah i it didn't do anything for me to i feel like it's gonna be diminishing returns on the sequels of the same amount of camp and i'll yeah, laugh at the it, same it, it only it only goes down there yeah. doesn't go up so no Bridget. interest there but it's fine yeah uh it was fine i think it's if you are a horror person you haven't seen it it's worth it to watch just to get a taste of the Child's Play franchise. Or if you are having your 13th birthday party, a slumber party, anytime soon. Yeah. Good choice. Good movie mm-hmm. choice. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. No, I, I, I love it. I just, I, I agree with a lot of all of that. But yeah, like I said, I I watched it when I was probably a couple years older than Andy. So mm-hmm. it just, I... A lot of those scenes resonate for me, and it me and Zach just ate up a lot of the sequels. I mean, we, we watched the Halloweens, the Nightmares, all of those, so we just ate up, like, anything that had sort of anything to do with that. You just eat up all that media, but, yeah. um, no, I'm glad we, we picked this one, because I think it's a nice economical horror movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. It's not too mean-spirited. No. But. Again, I think it's the perfect gap bridger from family Halloween to... 
slasher movies. Like, I feel like there's there's a certain age where, like, one of them, eh, that's stupid, that's for kids. And, like, one of them's like, no, can't handle that still. Still very much a child. Mm-hmm. That's where this... It's like, it's right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's quite literally child's play. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it's perfect for that. And I don't, I don't begrudge anybody for liking it. Like, it's got enough mm-hmm. good stuff for it. And I, I have a feeling that a lot of people are like you, who they watched it at the absolute right time or in that age range. Yeah, this is like a don't tell mom and dad I'm going to show you this horror movie. Yeah. 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 And I think you can get away with it as long as they're older than your cousin. At like right. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, cool. Why well, you take it away, Adam? Cool. All right, well, that'll do it then for this week's episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. Remember, you can find every episode of Fine, I'll Watch It every Thursday morning on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pod. So let us know what you think of Child's Play, what you think of the Child's Play franchise, this movie in particular. Are you excited for the new series starting on Sci-Fi very soon? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. But once again, for fine, I'll watch it. My name is Adam. I'm Johnny. And I'm Bridget. And thanks so much for listening.